Welcome to The Great Sources, where we explore fundamental Torah ideas through the great books and sources of Jewish thought. Send it to me? Yeah. <laughs> Last week we spoke about Lachto Bedrochov in the Rambam and its connection to the man being Bedemus, Mus Alekim, Salam of Bedemus. We showed that Valachta Bedrochov, according to the Rambam, is an is a ethical man that teaches how to be, how, teaches character, teaches ethics. Tonight we're going to discuss a, a different approach, a, different, a whole different Nusach in Valachta Bedrochov, but specifically focusing on, on what does it mean that a man is Musai. And this approach is more, as opposed to the Rambam's Allah, which is ethical, teaches us morals. This is more, one might say, spiritual, the divine. Okay? So we'll start with the, there's a, there's a safer called Shari Ayra, and he says the following, that's a, more or less a contemporary of the Ramban. And his Akdama, he says the following. We don't know Hashem's essence. We cannot be Masik Hashem's essence. We can't be Masik Hashem. What does the Torah mean then when it talks about Hashem's Yad and Hashem's Regal? Hashem is not physical. Just like, says the Shariah, just like we cannot know Hashem's essence, we cannot understand what that thing that's called Yad Hashem, when Sukkim talk about the Omdu Raglov, Hashem's Raglayim, or Hashem's ears. We cannot know what that means. Just like we don't know what Hashem means, we do not know what that means. We'll talk about that soon. When we, says the Shariah, when we are made B'Tzalem with Mus Hashem, we have Yadayim, we have Raglayim, we have his name, like the Psukim attribute to Hashem. We don't know what that means, Yad Hashem, but we have a Yad. So in that sense, we're B'tzalim U'bedmus. Don't think it's a Tzuras Ayin Mamish that Hashem has, because if we're B'dmusay, and we have a real Yad, a real Regal, so maybe Hashem has too. Rather, what we have are Simonim, L'inyonim, Chasumim, Ve'elyonim. What we have are merely symbols for hidden and, and uh, uh, ha- ha- supernal matters. She'en hadas yechod l'daitom, which is impossible to know. All we can have is a symbolic representation, something to remind us, or something that can represent and allude to, a hint to, this thing called Yad Hashem, which we don't know what that is. Just like he says, if you write down on a piece of paper, Ruven ben Yaakov, that Ruven ben Yaakov on the paper is not Ruven, son of Yaakov. But it's a, an illusion, or a symbolic, it's a way of referring to him. So our limbs, our Yadayim, our Raglayim are called by the same name as this Yad Hashem, Ragda Hashem, which we, that which we do not know what that is. Because although we don't know what the Yad Hashem is, we have something that can be 
symbolic of it, represented. If a person, he continues, if a person is zeicha to be me, to be metaher, um, one of his limbs, then that limb becomes a kise, or we'll see soon, a merkava l'shchina. Becomes a conduit, a way for the, for the shchina to be represented. So let me explain what that means. This idea, Rabbi Zakaidish quotes it, Kemah Mila Bamila and Ramak. When you have something that you can't know, something that you don't, something unknown, something un, that you can't articulate, cannot articulate. So, you can't talk about it, you can't have the words for it. But sometimes you can have symbolic representations of it. Like you can, have, you can have symbols, you can have art, you can have things that represent things which we cannot express perfectly. So the most perfect then, the most, here, there is this thing called the Yad Hashem, Hashem, we don't know what that is. But we do know that the most perfect representation, symbol of that, is the human Yad, human Regal, the human Eisen, human Ein. How do we know that? Because the Torah says that man has created Tzalem B'Kim Musa, And that's what the Tzalem B'Kim Musa means. It means that Hashem created a symbol Something that can be symbolic of this godly thing, this unknown godly thing. And the more you perfect that limb, meaning the more you do the right things with your yad, the right things with your ayin, the more that ayin yad regal will become a truer, a true representation, a true symbol of the divine yad. So then while the Rambam would take all the words, the anthropomorphisms, the words that are physical words about Hashem, like the word regal. Ramam says, shows that regal, we spoke about this a little last week, regal, besides for meaning foot, also means cause. He shows that in the Tanakh. And therefore, when the Pasuk says, Vam du raglov of Hashem, it means things that Hashem causes. Ayin, besides for meaning the eye, can mean hashkacha. So when we talk about ayin of Hashem, it means hashkacha. That's the Rambam does. He shows that the word the word actually, the word that's used about Hashem, the word ayin, yad, regal, actually has another meaning besides for the one that we're used to. What the Shari and the Bezikash, what they're doing is, they're saying um, that the word ayin, when applied to Hashem, actually has no meaning. We can't know what it means. We can only know what our ayin means. But the reason why the Torah uses the same word for this unknown thing and for the known thing ayin is because the known ayin is supposed to be, it's B'tzalem Mus, it's supposed to be a symbol and a proper representation of this concept of ayin Hashem. <coughs> so in a sense, it's the exact opposite of the Rambam. The Rambam says, and everyone agrees, Hashem himself is not known. Hashem is not known. You cannot know Hashem. So what do you do with these words? And this is, we'll just say, B'kitzer, it's really last week's thing. What do you do with these words about Hashem that seem to imply that Hashem is something knowable, relatable? So the Rambam says that these words indeed do mean something that we can relate to. And he shows that they mean something on our level. What they're saying is, no, the words, our words of Yad, Ayin, are really mirroring these unknown words. The word Ayin, the true Ayin, the best, the real Ayin, is something that we do not know. All we have is something which is a representation of this unknown ayin yad regal. Why does the Torah use the same word for something known and something not known? 
says the Avitzakadish. To inspire people to be Mekadish, their hands and legs. When we know that our Yad and our Regal is supposed to be Bedmusalakim, supposed to be the, the utmost perfect symbol for the divine, so that's a very important fact. That means that you can perfect yourself and make yourself truly divine. To the degree, and we'll get to this later, that you can be called, you can be Mizdavik in Hashem. Because what you're doing is you're perfecting yourself to be the perfect, the most perfect representation. So let's talk about some ramifications of this. Obviously, like David Zakedah says, this is very important. The ramifications for a person's chiyah, for a person's what is he supposed to do, become very different. According to the Rambam, the Musalikim, being like Hashem, means the intellect, like we spoke last week. The fact that a man has intellect makes him the Musalikim. And that's only Lechayra, it's not a true Dimoy. According to this approach, Dimoy means we are a manifestation of Hashem. We are, we are a symbol, we are a symbolic and a manifestation of Hashem's unknown essence. Man is supposed to become a Mekavah L'Shchidah. Man is made in the form, in the divine form. He is the ice that testifies and publicizes godliness. In order to reveal this and to, to make it known. Man was created why? Because he reveals Hashem. The meaning, when you see a, a great person and you sense the divine through that person, that is what Salam Alekim means. The fact that this person alludes to, makes a person become aware on some level of something higher, something divine, that you feel you're in the presence of something great, that is Salam Alekim, and that's the purpose of man being created by Salam Alekim. He is the vehicle of revealing, of bringing forth a lakus. This, furthermore, is the Mila of Kladusra. Without this Mila, says David Zakadish, without this Mila, who Human being, without this possibility of being the Mekovalishrina, the representation of a Lakus, would be equivalent to an animal. The Mailas Yisrael, Klad Yisrael, Israel's mile is that they have the tools, the means for representing a lakus. Otherwise, man would be outside his nature, man would be equal to a behem. So this takes us back. I think it's easy to see that this takes us back to the first few shirim. It's easy, it's an easy connection from this to avoid kavoya. The idea that man's worship is doing something, tikkun hakavoyed is the lotion of the Abitsakhidish. He's doing something. For Hashem, as it were. Since man is Kailul, the Dmosalikim, he's able to be Masakin, the Kovid, which is the Kavana in the creation of man. The idea that there's a Tachlis in the Bria, 
it's a tachlis that it's as avoided tzarev kavoy as if Hashem is getting something from it. What he's getting is that there's now a representation, selim of him. A selim, kipshutay. There's like a form, uh, an actual form that represents Hashem. It only represents Hashem when I'm doing good with that form. Or the yad is represents a yad of Hakadosh Baruch regardless of whether I do good or not. It's a yad. It's some Hakadosh Baruch has also has some. Mm-hmm. It's it's the um, it's what can be done with the yad properly, which is associated with the yad Hashem. So therefore, the yad always has that potential to do the right thing. For example, with specifically with the yad, so there's the right hand, there's the left hand, the right hand is chesed, the left hand is din. Um, so it's the possibility of doing acts of chesed, which may give the yad its, its likeness to something that we cannot, we can only, that we don't know. So as long as someone has that potential, which he always does, in that sense you would say he's he's Batal um, Malikim, but it's only because there's some possibility of, of doing even if I don't the right do, thing. But even if I don't do the right thing. The fact that you can do it, I think, is what makes you have that association. But it's only because the, the yacht has that ability. That there is any 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 inkling of a tzalim. So this then is Shrina Bitachtoinim, which we also discussed in, in the second shear. Shrina Bitachtoinim. The Ovis made their very bodies, this is a, for the Shari Eren, they made their very bodies a Merkava, a throne for the Shekhinah. A Merkava. Merkava means something through which the Shekhinah can be present. Shemayim arts can be unified. We spoke about this also. The Yichud that's, that's uh, achieved. The Yichud that's achieved by properly representing Hashem. So there's this unknown Hashem, can't be known, cannot be known. What can be done is have a better symbol, a more perfect symbol of a lakus. And that all depends on, on our mice. Min bemino enoichoitis is the courageous lushan, it seems, of the Avidus HaKodesh. Dveikas, the idea of cleaving to Hashem. Min bemina enechaitz, you can become this of the same min as Hashem, because if you are symbolic representation properly, you become like and like. There's no chatzitzis, you misdabe. Now this question, this vast, tremendous question of what is a human being now? We'll see. There's a lot of ramifications, and I'm going to mention a few of them besides the ones we talked about till now, which are the past year really. I mentioned a few of them, and. Um, I hope to maybe get to these points individually or together in another share, but I'll just mention a few machlekesim that, that have to do with this. Who's greater, a man or a malach? Big question in the Rishonim, the Rambam and others in Kabbalah. Well, if man can be, is the only one who could be Tzalmalekim, in that sense, man could be greater. What about Nisim? Where do, where do miracles, the miraculous, the, un, the unexplainable, where does that fit into to Avedis Hashem? The Rambam, and again, we'll talk about this another time, I'm not going to go into too much tonight. The Rambam is mamayat in Nisim. He's not comfortable with Nisim. He says from before, I should a letter. Not that he doesn't believe in it, chas He believes in it fully, 100%. But he doesn't like being marbin in them. He prefers to explain things logically. 
the Avodah Zakodah says that um, if man is misdabik in Hashem and he becomes he becomes mimbimina in echaitzis, he becomes selmalakim. So shinu hativim dover roi v'hagen. Changing nature is the most appropriate thing. The Rambam wants to minimize our contact with the unknown. We're supposed to figure everything out. We're supposed to know everything. And what makes us godlike is that we have seichel. The things that we cannot explain are there. But that's not how we're serving Hashem, Be'ikr. According to this approach, everything is about what we can't explain, what we cannot explain. We have some representations of that. And that's called Salam Alekim, this representation of the unknowable. The more that you marbe and the Salam Alekim, the more you're connecting to the unknowable. And the more miraculous and unexplainable things are supposed to be happening and should be happening. That is the right way. Also for another time. Mason. When, when, when the dead get resurrected, they live forever. Ram says certainly not. Nobody can live forever. Cannot live forever. You come back, you die again. The Avedis HaKadosh and the Ram, others, say, no. If the Guf gets perfected, becomes the true symbol of Elikim, Eina Guf Me'iklal. The body doesn't pressure the, 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 the spiritual at all. It's not a problem. The Ramam says the body is an inevitable Mosach, Mechitza between us and Hashem, and it's got to go. It can't last forever. There's no such thing. The physical world is inherently deficient. Even Koydemachet, that was true? Yeah, the Ramam says that, yeah. And the Ramban gracious quotes that. Not from the Ramban, but uh, the, that, that possibility. The Ramban says it's not like Chazak. But the Ramam seems to hold that uh, there's no such thing as living forever. He doesn't say Mephorish about Adam, but he definitely seems to hold them. Because um, the Demosel Kim, according to the Rambam, is the Seichel. And the physical stands in the way of that. It's not, the physical is not the Seichel. Seichel is what it's all about. The, if the Demosel Kim is the physical body, which is supposed to represent, properly represent ideas, well, if it does, that's perfection. And it can remain forever. And now we get something really interesting. And this is the worst Svara that the Rambam ever said, at least according to the writers. It's really fascinating, this. Yeah, okay. The Rambam says in Hilchas Lavoisa Tumis that he thinks, Karav Be'enai, that if a guy shafts an animal, even though it's also to eat it, but it's not, doesn't have Tumis Nevelis. Every time you do shrit, you affect two things. You make it mutter to eat, and you, uh, and you make it tahar. Because a dead animal has tumas avelis. Rambam says that a guy's shrit, you can't eat it. Pasuk says, But it's metar midei nevelo. Okay. Omar Avram. I have to read the Lushan. You have to hear this Lushan. Zuhi achas misvaraisov. Okay. This is one of his svaras. Ve'ein bekulam pchusamizu. There is no worse svara in the whole Mishnah Torah. Maybe others from too. I don't know if you. Kihem because goyim are like behemis. They emit tamin. They emit tamin. They don't. Be, they can't make tamin. They can't become tamin. I'm a dumb lechamar. Hein goyim kemar midli. Suppose they can shy goyim are like a drop in the bottom of the bucket. Ves kulom yisaruach. The wind will carry them all off. Vachoyshiv oisom leklom. Oisif ruach bechafnov. Anyone who thinks they're anything, oisif ruach bechafnov. That means like you try to scoop something up and all you got was ear in your palm, in your hands. 
Okay, so what is it bothering the Raivin so far? Why is it so disturbing? And why is it, uh, why is it the Raivin's worst Tzvara? And why is it, you know, if you have this, then you have nothing, right? If you, if you believe this, you have nothing, perhaps. You have nothing. It's your worst Tzvara. So, well, why is man not an animal? An animal does shkita, it's not a shkita. Why, why is a man not an animal? Maybe a man is just an intelligent animal. Well, but the Pasuk says it's Amal Akim, but the Musal Akim. So he's divine. Well, what does it mean to be divine? What does it mean to be the Musal Akim? We know what the Rambam says in the Murad of Uchim. So, we said last week, the Rambam says in the Murad of Uchim that the Musal Akim means man has intellect, he has intelligence. That's only Lachar, but the Musal Akim. But that's what the Pasuk means when it says, but Salam Akim, the Musai. That man has intelligence. Goyim can also have intelligence. Do have intelligence. Sometimes Gidim don't. Sometimes Goyim do. No, and the Rambam, and the Rambam by the way, the Rambam says in, in, in various places that uh, someone doesn't have intelligence, he's maybe a shade we spoke about, but he calls him a behemoth too, because he's, he's like an animal. But he can always get intelligence. Even if someone is not acting and doesn't have the full Tzuras Adam, and he's more like an animal, you wouldn't say he's, he's a different species. He's an animal and the Shkit is not a nothing, because he can always become human. But what if Dmus Kim? what if Dmus Kim means we, through our actions, are supposed to create a, a Tzura, a symbolic representation of Hashem? And those actions are, the, are the, what the Torah directs us to do. And that Milo is the Milo's Klal Yisrael. So then, the guy is not Bid Musalikim. The guy is not Bid Musalikim. He is like a Behem. And he is a different species. He's the one who doesn't have, doesn't have this, this Koyach and this mandate, nor the teaching of how to be how to realize that Salman that, that representation, that true representation. That's what the Torah teaches us. The Rabbit saying, if the Rambam, if you believe that a guy is an Adam, that's your worst svara ever. Because that means you're saying, it means, first of all, it's very important. That means you don't, you don't even know what Salman means. And also you're saying that you're not, you're not Salman Because you're saying you're a behemoth. Because if you don't understand what, what it's about to be, to be an Adam, that is the worst far ever. If this is what you got, you have ruach. You have nothing, because this is the first. It's the first parak in the for a reason. It's the first par- par- first parak in, in the Torah for a reason. Tell That's what it's all about. What does it mean that we're with Tzalem That is that is our Mila, our greatest Mila. What's that about? If this is what you think it is, if you think it's something that a guy could share and be called an Adam, then it's your worst far, and all you have is ruach. The rabbit holds the to Klai's. Okay, I want to end with a little bit of a different nakuda. So. So just to sum up, we have the, um, the idea of, of Tzalem Alekim. Tonight's uh, focus was the idea that instead of taking the terms applying to Hashem and, and making, them sense, making sense out of them in, in, in our dictionary, we leave the words as meaningless. We say the terms when, when the terms about Hashem actually cannot be explained because Hashem doesn't have a yad, doesn't have a regular. And in fact, just like Hashem can't be explained, these things about Him cannot be explained. But we have words that mean the same thing. Because we're supposed to represent, through our actions, through perfecting ourselves, our Yad, Regal, Oiz, and Ayin, Bechudu, are supposed to be symbolic 
and allude to and, and inspire and make people realize godliness. Salam alaikum. Hence, the body can be perfected. Shechina is betachtainim. The avoid is toich gavoya. Nisim have a different place. Tzadikim have a different place. Tveikas has a different place. And uh, everything changes. Now, this all revolves around, before I, we're going to get to one point back to Chazdeus, but I want to, before that I want to show that this all revolves around how to explain it, one Moshin and Chazal. Really fascinating. Machlekes. Chazal say in Barish's Rabbah, the Medrash Rabbah, Godol Koychon Shal Nevi'im. Shehem, which I'm not going to translate because there's a Machlekes, I'll translate that. Godol Koychon Shal Nevi'im. Shehem Medamim Tzura Le'yaitzra. They compare the form to its former, to Hashem who created it. Thank you. They take the Tzura, which is Adam was formed, and they attribute that to Hashem. So what does Godel Koychem Shel Nevi'im mean? So the Rambam in the Mera Bukhim says, He says, Godel Koychem means, how chomer is this How chomer is it that the Nevi'im took this step? How difficult is it to take a step to use this kind of method of teaching? The Nevi'im are trying to teach us something. And how chomer is it to courageous to use this, this way of teaching, which is really not true, that uh, to be Madama Hashem to another. And he says, like the Gemara says in Yevamis, Shmuel once passed something about Chalitza and it was like a Das Yachid. Meaning, Rabbi explains that to mean it takes a lot of, of guts to do that because that's not a Pashto move. So, look how, how much the Nevi'im are able to do something that's really a very Chomer Indian. That's what Rabbi teaches it. The Avodah Kodesh says, Godol koicham shel tzadikim shemedamim tzur liyotzra. It gives them great koyach because otherwise they'd be like behemis. Man, mitzad nature, is only like an animal. But godol koicham shel tzadikim shemedamim tzur liyotzra. What makes them have more of a koyach? What makes them be something divine is that they are actually are medamim tzur liyotzra. Not that they compare it, but that they. He, has, he says both. He has Sadiqim, which might be important. He says both, I think. <laughs> well, no, the Delushan in the Medrash is Nevi'im. Right, yeah, saying. but he says Sadiqim in one place, I think in another place he says Sadiqim. The point is, he's saying, is that it's not about the fact that the Nevi'im compare the two, and that's a, a tremendous thing to do. It's that by making your form be doyme to Hashem's form, by making yourself a proper Tzalem of the Kim, you get great Koyach. That's how you can get more Koyach. That's how you become more than an animal. Okay, I want to be nice if one horror on, on more of a continuation of, of last week, but also has to do with what we said tonight, which is the Rambam in, about the Rambam in his days. So Perak Aleph, which we went through last week, the Rambam says, first he says you have to uh, follow the Derech, the Midah Bainanist. You have to find the perfect average of every Midah, 
And that's the right, that's the Derech HaYishor, that's the right, right path to have. And then the end of the parak, he says, that's what Falach the Bedrachav means. And the Nevi'im called Hashem Rachem V'chanan to teach us these Drachim Toivim V'yishar. So in that parak, he gives a bunch of examples of the Midabainanis. And one of them is, you shouldn't always, you shouldn't be easy to anger. But nor should you be like someone who never feels anger. You should only get angry for something important that's appropriate, where anger is appropriate. He also says, when he's describing the two extremes, he says some people are daiktom shvelo, shafel ruach ad ma'id, someone who's very lowly spirit, very humble, and then you have someone who's a gvalev and But all the extremes are no good. You have to find the middle way. And then in Perak Beis, so he ends Perak Aleph with Falach to Vedrachav, and as we discussed. Perak Beis, he says, in the middle of the Perak, he says, there are some dais that you shouldn't go in the middle way. You should go to the extreme. And that's Goyvalev. Because the Derech HaToyva for a person is not to be just an Anav, it should be a Shval Ruach, like it says about Moshe Rabbeinu, and like Chazal say, Ma'od Ma'od have a shval ruach. V'chena kas de'arohi ad ma'od. Anger is also de'arohi ad ma'od. V'roi lo'adam shisrach men adha katsarach. You should go to the other extreme. Now, from the all the, the steerus in, in, in Mishnah Torah, this is like the, one of the most extreme, blatant steerus. In Parak Aleph, he says, the extremes are no good. You have to take the middle of the road and kas. In Parak Beis, he says, there are some midas where you have to take the extreme. So what's going on here? So, part of this, or the beginning of this idea, I heard from, from uh, Rabiakul Drumman. Whatever, uh, if I'm not saying it right, overwrite that part, you'll will be mine. But uh, I think he made the Tzushta. I think I heard the Tzushta from him. The Ram has a letter to a Talmud. Where the Talmud, there was a Machlaikis about, um, Machlaikis with the Ram, between the Ram and, and, and Rosh Shiva. And this Talmud of his was taking, was, for the covet of the Rambam. And he was very upset. So there's two letters. One of them where, where the Rambam writes that when I was young, when I was young, even old, when I was your age, even older than you, says the Rambam, I would rip at people if they, if, when, they, when they were wrong. You probably heard about what happened to me with this person and how I, and how I, I, I how upset I made him with what I wrote about him. And then in another letter he writes, the same idea. He says, I'm sure these things happen the way you say, but don't get so upset about it. Don't get so upset about these things. People were saying bad things about the Rambam. Why? Says the Rambam, My Midas now are not like the Midas of you, the youngster, the son. He's calling his Talmud the son. And the reason is, Years and experience have taught me Plus, mechuber el mashi chayvehu eion together with eion. Then I'm moichalak vaydiharbe. I know you can't take it. You're young. Vahabein lo yuchal ahavlig. You can't take it. Vlo yuchal lisboil. But I have learned from years, from experience, to be moichal everything, not to get upset about anything. So a normal person, you would say, okay, so he learned something that, that he didn't know before. But but the Rambam says it takes life and experience to teach you that that you shouldn't get upset about anything. So Parak Aleph, the Rambam says, you have to take the middle of the road about kas, about 
Kaif and Anochi. And then Perak Beis says, well, really you're supposed to go to the other extreme. Which one is it? The answer is, you need life experience till you can realize that, that the second one is really how it should be. Oh, you t can't tell a person that you have to go to the extreme about, about Anova or Kas. Because people, when they're younger, and they're principled, and they're sure of themselves, and they're, and they're confident, they're not able to do that. But there's also this. So they're both true. First this, then that. That's, I think, what Rubyanka said. Roughly, uh, maybe I'm, it's my understanding of it. But I want to go a little deeper in this. The truth is that this mida of being a shvavruah, of being very humble, is really the mida of a bal tshuva. The Ram says, "Nachus tshuva peregzad alachaches." Bal tshuva darkon liyashvalim vanovim beyoser. So that's what a bal tshuva is supposed to be. Which means that when the Ramah in Perikbeis is telling us that you're supposed to be shuffle and honor of the yaiser, essentially he's saying that everyone should be acting like a bal tshuva. So then there's another idea which is consistent with the Ram says in letters. All the main tzaddik There's no one who never does a chait. It doesn't happen. So eventually, everyone learns that they're not perfect. And everyone becomes, which is what years and, and experience teaches. And everyone then becomes Roy to, instead of being a principled person and someone who's confident, for whom occasional costs might be normal and appropriate, everyone becomes someone who it's appropriate to be Shafavana. So that's not Valach the Bajrachov. That's not Valach the Bajrachov. Perak Aleph is Valach the Bajrachov. Hashem is not a Balchuva. Hashem is a Tzadigomer. It's the Balchuva who doesn't, meet, doesn't reach the goals of, of Perak Aleph, doesn't reach that perfection because no one's perfect. So ultimately, you come around and you realize Shafavana Biyaisa. So just to sum it up, just to sum it up, we had last week, we have the first, the first half of Perak Aleph, which is like we said, it's not having any specific values. It's accepting all things that exist and looking for the average of them. And then we have the end of Parak Aleph with the Nevi'im in the Ramam's Torah mission. The Ramam, the Ramam learns that the Nevi'im are giving us positive values to relate to. They're making Hashem relatable. Giving Him the God of the Madam They give us terms that we can relate to as if it's a positive value of Racham B'chanun. And then tonight we spoke about this extreme empowering shita that man is really man can perfect himself and be, and be uh, the manifestation of the divine self. That's all good and well. It's all good and well. But then you get to Parakshani when a person realizes you're not perfect and that's when you get the Ramam Parakshani there with everyone's got to be a, a, a shuffle. The Balchuba has to be a shuffle of honor beers. Thanks so much to everyone for listening to The Great Sources. Please remember to rate and review the podcast. That's how it gets out there to even more people. Thank you and good night.